Welcome to the Voices of the Goddess podcast. We believe that there is a goddess inside each and every one of us. When we use our voice to share that goddess, we support and uplift each other. Join us each week as we interview women to receive the message of their goddess within. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they were meant to be. I'm Julietta, otherwise known as the Magical PT. I'm a physical therapist down here in sunny Fort Lauderdale, and I help mostly women, but men too, and kids too, um, find balance in their body, mind, and spirit um, to help them be the most that they can be. I'm also an artist, a jeweler, a baker, a candlestick maker. <laughs> I've used that joke too many times now. I have to it's still it. funny though, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really am an artist and I really am. I don't, it's weird for me to, I don't know if, I, if jeweler is the right word, but I, I work with crystals making jewelry, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm amazed with those people that the silversmiths who like melt silver and, and do fun stuff with it. That's not me. Maybe one day, but, but, but not now. And, um, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Allison. So good to have you with me, even though you're far away right now. I am. I'm all the way in Texas right now. And it's, I was just telling Julietta, it's 28 here right now. But when I got here on Sunday, well, Monday, it was like 80. Now it's Wednesday and it's 28. So I guess that's how they roll in Texas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my name is Allison Mancini. I'm excited to be here today. I'm human resources director for a company called The Gold Digger Girl. I'm also a functional nutritionist. And really my passion is helping women be the healthiest that they can be. And I am a big believer in food being like medicine. Um, and so that is, that's my thing. That's my, that's my gig. And I'm a co co post co-creator of this awesome podcast that we're almost at a hundred episodes. Just had to throw that in there. We are. We are. That's, we are. It's a little exciting. It is. So, so sleep. Let's talk about it. Especially I have a lot of clients that come in yeah. and are not sleeping well. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it comes from, you know, their body not being balanced. Mm -hmm their mind, their emotions not being balanced. But yeah. I'm curious what, what you know about sleep and how you know what what suggestions do you have to help women get better sleep? Well, one of the things that I would say is, you know, if you're having issues that are not um, helped by like going to see Julietta because she does amazing things and can balance you and all that good stuff. But sometimes things like sleep issues are strangely related to your gut health. Um, they also can be very hormone related. They can, you know, fluctuate with our hormones. Um, but some of the things I always suggest to people and what I've started doing myself over the last few years that I have really found beneficial. Well, one thing that I do, and part of the reason I do this is because it's such a big, um, it's a mineral that our bodies really need and we don't really get enough is I take magnesium every day. And I don't just, I mean, it's just a regular staple of what I take numerous, like 40% of the population is actually magnesium deficient. And that does affect all of your hormones and all of that stuff. So that would be my one thing. But the other thing is really 
you have to kind of set yourself up for sleep. You certainly can't do what so many of our kids are doing, including my own, and sit there on your cell phone in bed <laughs> for a half an hour watching TikTok. <laughs> it does not help. And listen, I'm guilty of it too. We all go down that rabbit hole. But the reality is, is you really need to protect that time before you go to bed. And I always tell people, even if you can just take the hour before you go to bed and just get off of your electronics, read a book, take a bath, meditate, do some restorative nighttime yoga, like do something that's relaxing for you. Go for a walk outside, just a gentle walk, not a really excessive, you know, wind and walk, just a gentle walk. Um, that is a problem that, that I have in, in my world, people want to exercise and then go to bed and go to and, bed. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't do that either. I know very few people that can do that. There are some that can, but they're not, they're like magical unicorns that can do that because they're not normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just preparing yourself for sleep. And this is the thing we have to understand that our bodies have that circadian rhythm to them. They, they know when it's time to be awake and when it's time to go to sleep. The other thing is make sure your room is dark. The worst thing we can do, and you and I, you're very good about this. I'm not as good because I feel like I need to leave it on because my children, but your phone should go in airplane mode because you shouldn't have any of that lighting blinking on during the night. The other thing is like in our house, our main, one of our main alarm panels has a little tiny green LED light on the outside of it. Do you know when I figured it out and covered that thing up, I just took a piece of black electrical tape and put it over it. Once I did that, my room was like dark. I, it was that little tiny light when it, when, you know, when everything else is off was actually keeping my room very lit up and was very hard for me to sleep. Once I did that, I closed the bathroom door. So there's no light coming in from those windows. I make sure all the window blinds are shut and our room is dark. I mean, that's another big thing. Your body goes by that. So if you have any, like if you have one of those led um, alarm clocks, you know, with the red lighting, face it backwards, cover it up with a towel. If you still need to use it for the alarm, that's fine. But like, turn it around. Like you need to prepare yourself and your room. I need it so I can look when I wake up. If it That's if the worst thing you should up. do. That's the worst thing. And that was the other thing. This is one of the things I learned. And I have to listen, I have to say Dave Asprey is awesome. Like he does all these biohacking stuff and he does this whole thing on sleep. And I learned a lot from him about sleep. And what's interesting is he even says one of the worst things you can do is check your clock when you wake up in the middle of the night because it gets your whole brain going. And you're like, oh, you either do this. You're like, oh, it's only one o'clock. I still have four hours to sleep. And then you start thinking about all these things you have to do. Or you wake up at five and you're like, oh man, I only have an hour more left to sleep. And then you can't fall back asleep because you're trying to fall back asleep, right? It's like the worst. Not, I mean, I get what you're saying. And that's not me. I just... I wake up, I look, and it's well, like, good. cool, and I go back to sleep. Yeah, see, but that wasn't me. I was the one that was looking at it and going, oh, my gosh, I only have a 45 minutes left that I get to sleep. And then I would lay there and toss and turn trying to fall asleep. So, Like, I break all of those rules that you just said, but I'm a good sleeper. Like, I don't really have issues sleeping, but I also have my salt lamp in my – I have one in that my bed. That helps, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I tried sleeping with my salt lamp on, but it really – the light from it really does bother me. I really need pitch black. Yeah. So you got to do, you got to find what works for you. You can take all these tips and tricks, like, but you got to try them out. Some's going to, some are going to work and they're going to help you and others aren't. I will tell you, I sleep like a baby now. I I'm like solid. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Whoa, that was awesome. So excellent. Yeah. So 
This episode is brought to us by our dear friend Marcia Chavez and Lirios Massage and Beyond. Welcome to Intuitive Healing. Whether you are looking to recharge and replenish or just come in for a tune-up in a little work, Lirios Massage and Beyond aims to support your body using various methods and modalities of massage, skin care, and energy healing. Our unique intuitive fusion of East and West provides both structural and energetic realignment. From sports massage and deep tissue to cupping and hot stones, we work with your unique situation to provide health and healing. So I hear you have an appointment booked. I do. I need to get on her schedule. I'm too. so excited for right when after I get back. Can't wait. I'll need you it. need it after you come back. I'm going to need it. Trust me. Awesome. Let's bring our guest on. Yes. Hi, Hello. Carrie. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we would love, please share with our audience a bit about you, what you do. We'd love to hear from you. Well, I won't spend this time talking about how my sleep is so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll move on from that. But I was like, oh my God, I'm on the right episode. Um, (laughs) As most people do not sleep well. You can reach out to me later. We'll talk about it. I I may actually. (laughs) I'm desperate. Um, But anyway, in spite of my lack of sleep, um, I am awake now. I am a uh, former history professor. Um, I have a PhD in American women's history, and I left academia to focus full-time on my spiritual practice, Um, and I'm the founder of a program called Ancient Magic Modern Living, um, which is intuitive, energetic, and spiritual development for women, and I have just launched as a writing and creative consultant for spiritual and conscious entrepreneurs. Um, So I'm I'm also working on a book that I'm really excited about. So I've got a lot going on, even though I'm tired all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a lot of our listeners. I mean, it's it's running rampant out there in the world. So just out of curiosity, what does that look like when you're working with a client, what you do? Like, give us an example. Um, So for um, the spiritual and and intuitive development work that I've done, I've created some online courses and I've also done some one-on-one coaching. Um, I have a really fun Facebook group um, that's become a really lovely community. Nice. Um, And I also um, sort of started moving in this direction of uh, writing and and creative consulting because I found that it's really a lovely sort of balancing of what feels like these two sides of me, um, the academic intellectual side and then the spiritual creative side. And so it's sort of a nice integration of all of those things. That's awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, well, let's dive into our questions. Our first question, Carrie, is what is one book that you wish every goddess would read and why? Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, this can go in a lot of different directions, but I would say the one book that really helped me to discover the goddess um, might be kind of unexpected, but it was The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Um, 
not explicitly about goddess spirituality, but she does talk kind of subtly in that book about um, conceiving of the divine as feminine. And there's a really beautiful line. I think it's also in the movie um, where it's something like, you know, all of this talk of punish divine punishment and sinning and all of that. And the character says, um, but I think God only gets mad if you pass the color purple in a field and don't notice. And I read that book um, as an undergraduate in a feminist um, spirituality course. And that was my first introduction to the goddess. And that spring, I noticed for the first time all of these purple flowers that were blooming everywhere. And it was the first time I thought, oh, that's the goddess. <laughs> that's a real thing. And, you know, it's just sort of this idea of a gentle kind of relationship with the divine, a very forgiving and loving relationship with the divine that you're just supposed to notice and be appreciative of all of the blessings in the world. And it really changed my viewpoint um, on spirituality. And it's, so it's always just been really special to me. Nice. I watched the movie many years ago, but mm -hmm. I've never actually read the book. So mm -hmm. maybe it's time to, time to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Our second question is, what is your favorite self-care practice and how does that support you? Well, living in northern Colorado, um, you know, the best thing here is the nature and the, the really spectacular nature. Um, and being out in nature, if it's just a hike or going and sitting somewhere um, is so important to me. I don't do it as much as I should, but I always feel so much better. It's just this beautiful reset. But um, I'm also a big um, hot bath kind of gal. Um, <laughs> so that's really important to me, too. There are moments when my body just has a certain type of tension that I know I need a bath and I will feel 100% better. And it kind of saves me emotionally. So those are my two favorite things, I would say. I have to ask, because I am the person that I hate a bath because I'm five foot nine. And so I get in this tub and either my chest is out of the tub or my legs are out of the tub and I'm not happy. So are you <laughs> either short or you have one of these extravagant deep tubs or I'm <laughs> no I'm five three on a good day <laughs> so um and and I actually insisted um that we get just a, a upgrade on our bathtub because my problem is I get really grossed out by bathtubs they have to be perfectly clean um and our house <laughs> had a really old tub <laughs> So we got a new tub. It's a little bit big and I'm a little bit small. So it works out. Yeah, I'm jealous because I would like a bath if and funny story many years ago, the second place that that we rented down here in Florida was a townhouse that had one of those giant round Roman Roman tubs. And I got all excited. I was like, I'm finally going to actually be able to enjoy a bath. And so, um, I don't know, you know, moving and settling took a while, but the one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a bath. I cleaned the bathtub, I filled it up and I got in and I realized like the thing was not deep at all. 
So oh. for me to be under the water, I had to, you know, contort my body in this weird way to, that wasn't very relaxing and comfortable either. So, yeah, no, I, it really, really affects my mental health if I can't take a bath. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a certain kind of solution to a certain kind of problem. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who was a big CEO of a company back years ago. And that was her every day after work, she came home and took a bath. Like she needed that. It was like her time to decompress from work and flip channels to be mom and wife. And you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. she just, she yeah. absolutely had to have that. And Juliet, I keep meaning to tell you, you need to come over and see my bathtub. It's gigantic. Like I can lay in it almost flat and I'm five, five. You have to check it out. Next time yeah. I'm over, you have to show me. <laughs> I've been over there a few times and I have not seen this bathtub yet. So we're yeah. going gonna to remember it. <laughs> All right. That is awesome. And I do love the fact that you like that you understand the value of being out in nature. It is so important. I mean, it's like I just said in the beginning, even with sleep, I mean, if getting out in nature is such a good thing. And especially for one of the reasons for being out in nature often during the day is because our bodies actually need to see that change in light. And when we stay right. inside all the time, they don't, it doesn't ever see that. And it, it messes up your entire sleep rhythm. And that tends to sometimes be problems for a lot of people and why they're not sleeping well is because mm -hmm. they're not getting that change of, you know, the sunrise and the sunset. And, you know, right. there's just so many benefits to it. So right. I love that. I love that. Okay. So question three for you is when you're having just one of those days when it's difficult to show up and do all the things that we as women do, what tool do you pull out of your back pocket to make it happen? Um, I would say it's a kind of mindset. For the really hard stuff, I do turn to my spiritual practice and my spiritual beliefs in particular, mm -hmm. and my belief that we choose all of our experiences before we get here, right? Our souls choose. And that has gotten me through the worst of times um, and helped to bring me to a place of acceptance. Um, but I'm also old enough at this point to recognize that everything is temporary. Um, so again, just this mindset of this isn't going to last forever. We just recently had a very, very challenging experience with my daughter um, with some anxiety around school. And it was just getting really torturous. Mm -hmm. But I just kept telling myself this isn't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. um, and and that just keeps me breathing and, and going mm -hmm. forward. I think it's so funny because you hear people say that like this too shall pass. And yeah, you can like flippantly say that, but it's very true because I, I can relate with what you're saying because my kids are 25 and 22. And there's been times in their lives where I was like, oh my gosh, this is never going to stop, right? Mm -hmm. I can't even remember half of that stuff anymore. Like I don't even, right. I mean, I know that there were times that I'm sure I felt this like horrible impending mm -hmm. yuck and I have no mm -hmm. clue what it is now. I mean, some of it I remember, right. but some you just don't. So, Right, right. Okay. So our last question for you before we wrap things up is what life experience, good or bad, could be either one, has formed or really made an impact on who you are today? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say, I mean, it, you know, it's probably what a lot of people would say, but my childhood and the influence of my parents, mm -hmm. um, 
as an intellectual and as an academic, I, I always credited my father because from the time I was, I don't know, four or five years old, he would like quiz me on World War II generals and sort of programmed me to be a historian, right? And wow. I went out and got a PhD in history, right? So that set up so much of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but my mom also really supported me in um, uh, my feminist perspective and also supported me in exploring, I think, like the mysteries of life. Mm -hmm. um, she was always into the woo-woo stuff. And so it was always just sort of a topic of conversation in our family. So I think between both of those things, and my dad was very, very conservative, but also I think he didn't mean to, but he also programmed me to be a feminist. Um, so all of that came together. And, you know, to this day, I can say those are some of the defining characteristics of my life. Mm -hmm. My perspective as a historian, my perspective as a feminist, my perspective as a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's it's really led me um, in all of these years. So um, yeah, I got to say mom and dad. <laughs> I love that. That's so interesting though, that your dad was like the history historian and your mom was like more of a woo woo person. Like that's such an interesting combination. That's probably why they worked well together. And they, because, you know, they At weren't exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most of the time, I mean, listen, it's never perfect. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, those components are still mm -hmm. with me so directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So just to kind of wrap up our time together, if there was one thing that you would want our audience listening to remember from today to take, you know, back with them, what would be that thing that you would want them to do? Well, something that I've said to a lot of the women that I've worked with, and it's been said to me, and it's one of those mindset things that I try and remind myself of when I start, you know, flailing, um, and that is your path is perfect, right? Even when it's hard, even when you feel lost, um, so many women that I talk to, one of their, their top spiritual questions is, how do I discover my purpose? How do I develop a practice? I'm so busy all the time. I'm so tired all the time. I don't know how to be spiritual, you know, in the midst of my busy day. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in life. And so I say your path is perfect. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? It's already there. It's already within you. There are, particularly for those of us um, who identify with, um, I think, God is spirituality, witchcraft, all that kind of stuff. There are so many bells and whistles Right there, you know, you can have the candles, you can have the crystals, you can have all the rituals and things like that. And that's fabulous. And I love all of that. But if you can't do it, you don't know how, um, you're too tired, you don't need any of it because it's mm -hmm. already all within you. Right. Mm -hmm. And as long as you trust that you are on your path, mm -hmm. then you will advance along your path mm -hmm. and you will be open to the signs and the signals along the way that guide you to your highest good. You just have to give yourself permission to believe in that and trust in that. Mm -hmm. well, I think it's so interesting that you say that because that's come up a lot in my world lately is that you already have everything in you that you're, that you're meant to be, that mm -hmm. you're going to be. It's already there. It's just like you said, it's recognizing it, acknowledging it, trusting it. It's, you know, all of that stuff. So exactly. I really, and that was, 
Yeah, remembering. Yeah. It's something that we have to learn. No, we already know it. it. We just have to remember it. Right. Just open to it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been so fabulous having you on here, Carrie. And I am sure that our audience got some great tidbits from you to, to take away. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to meet you. Same here. And I want to thank our sponsor, Lyrios Massage and Beyond, for sponsoring this month's episodes. And thank you to our audience for listening. And you're the ones that have brought us here this far. So if you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe, follow, like, and share, because there's lots of goddesses out there that can benefit from what the show is bringing. So, um, did I miss anything, Allison? Show notes, right? You said show notes. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. See? So yes, if you need to get Mary, <laughs> Allison, or myself, check out the show notes. All of um, social media, website, contact information is all available in the show notes. And um, so get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank and you, with Mary. that, thank, thank you, you so much. And I want to wish everybody out there a magical day.